Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you very much. Welcome back on board On the Mark. I'm here with Steve Kushaloff again today and our producer, Lynn Hall. Mark Lawrence is still out in the woods uh, with a bow and arrow. He posted a photograph of himself this morning on Facebook. I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. And he was there with his camouflage outfit carrying his bow and arrow. Did you get? Have you gotten your deer this year, Joe? Uh, I wouldn't know what to do with one if I got it. Hey. Although one did run to the side of my wife's car in the up to the radio station a month or so ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's the closest encounter I had with a deer. Yeah. And he managed to get up off the roadway and stagger off into yeah. the woods. So that's the last time I saw him. Now, hey, oh. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Check them out on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. They sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, all sizes of trucks, and a master towing service with decades of experience. And they invite you to visit them at the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 630 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Well, big news today. Donald Trump's running again. What do you think of that? When did that happen? Last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and many, many reactions, as they would as they would say on the news media. Let's unpack that. Um the first commentary I heard, and it was from a fellow who even I believe is a little a little too liberal for my taste, believe it or not. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, his take was that, uh, number one, he did say this was the earliest uh, presidential run announcement in history. Earliest time anyone has ever announced they're going to run for president. And he said fairly unequivocally that Trump was doing it simply to avoid uh, prosecution in some of the various uh, cases. Possibility. Yeah, a little harder to go after a guy who says he's running for president and not have it be considered political. I, strategically, I don't think it's a bad move for Trump. Well, except for the fact that you know, why can't... Uh, how about the next time I get a, a parking ticket, well, I... you should announce you're running for mayor of Sunbury. Or something, <laughs> you know. Um, beyond that, I did not watch uh, very much of it. Um, you know, what else can you say about it? There's a lot of... I've got a lot of reaction here from the powers that be. Well, which the powers we that be on into. the left, you mean. Your beloved Joe Biden just... Mark, tweeted out that he Mark failed Thyssen. the American people. Mark Thyssen. Here, here. 
I've got today. I don't even know who that is. Oh, you know, if you would start reading something besides. I read EB's emails all the time. EB says, noted loser Donald Trump announced last night that he's running for president again. He's running despite losing to Joe Biden by a whopping 7 million votes in the 2020 election. He's running despite losing the popular vote both of the previous times he ran. He's running despite tanking Republicans in the midterms by backing extremist candidates whom the public rejected. I guess Trump can't get enough of losing. I'd actually like to thank Trump for entering the race, even if he doesn't win the Republican nomination, which is unlikely because we all know the GOP can't take their collective lips off of his fat orange posterior. I'm sorry, which is un- oh. No, if he doesn't unlikely. win the oh, unlikely. Okay, I thought maybe she had that wrong. Uh, we all know the GOP can't take their collective lips off his fat orange posterior. There is an alliteration I'll carry with me the rest of the day, EB. <laughs> he will certainly create endless chaos during the primaries, putting everyone pitting everyone against one another. In the in other words, he just single-handedly gave the Democrats the presidency in 2024. Actually, uh, some of the comments I heard this morning was he did actually lay out a positive-looking-forward type plan. I didn't hear it. I had no interest in hearing it. But I don't think that, um, you know, I think he I think he should have heeded the advice of people who asked him not to do it, if he was going to do it, until after the Georgia runoff race. I think he's probably, if he goes down to Georgia and campaigns for Herschel Walker and airs his grievances again, the election was stolen, he just handed the Democrats 51 seats in the United States. State Senate. Possibly. I, from uh, the little bit that I heard and read about this morning, I don't think he did. He, I don't think he focused a lot of a lot of his uh, time on his grievance about the 2020 election. I don't believe he. No, he didn't. He, he was more forward-looking than backward-looking. Yeah. Uh, again, the little bit that I heard. It was one of his uh, better delivered speeches, I thought, which admittedly is a very low bar. He <laughs> he never has done particularly well. I think he would probably even admit that at prepared speeches. Uh, but, you know, they felt, obviously, they felt that this was important. Um, but, you know, some of the reaction today, and I, you know, it's just amazing, and I'm sure you're kidding when you tell me you've never read Mark Thyssen, because the man has been around as a very, very conservative writer forever, actually writes for the Washington Post Writers Group. I, I never read him, but I thought, well, I would read this. I mean, the headline in the Daily Item this morning, it says, Dear President Trump, please don't run again. And we can get into some of the stuff that's in here, but we do have a caller. We do. Eric's on the line. Good morning, Eric. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. And I think uh, Steve made the the, uh, point I was going to make. I think this is indeed just part of his grand strategy to uh, try to uh, get away from all the accusations or if he actually goes to trial. Uh, The last one I heard was, is he still... uh, Violating a subpoena? Uh, did that come down Monday? No, that, he's, that, not, that, he's violating it. He's he's still uh, trying to get it quashed. Okay, but if I'm subpoenaed and and I don't respond in a certain period of time, aren't I now violating the law? Would, I'm in contempt of court. You would be if you ignored it. He didn't ignore it. He's gone to court to try and get it reversed, and that keeps but, the clock running. That doesn't make him a criminal oh, yet. Okay, so if I'm rich enough to get a a good lawyer. I can just spin things away until 
uh, I would become president, and then I can say, well, you can't touch me, I'm president. Doesn't, Is that right? <laughs> you don't have to be rich enough. I mean, you just need to have an attorney who will fight your case. I mean, many times attorneys take an issue like this on almost a pro bono basis because they believe there's a bigger principle at stake. Oh, so you're saying that, that Mr. Trump does, can't afford his own attorney now? No, I'm just saying you, you you don't listen to me, Derek. I said you don't have to be rich. You just, many times, an attorney will take a case like this because he believes there's a principle worth defending or fighting for. I'm sure Donald Trump is paying his attorneys, but I'm just saying if you were in a similar circumstance, you wouldn't necessarily have to have a paid attorney if you had a principle that someone felt was worth fighting for. But uh, you don't agree that rich people have the ability to get the best attorneys who, uh, oh, let's face it, I, I worked in the government. You don't, you don't necessarily get the top attorneys in government because they, they go to get the really big bucks, which government jobs don't pay. That if you have good enough attorneys to, you know, uh, keep spinning things forward. I mean, that, that's what's happening here. Well, that's it. that's his right. He's got the money, but he's willing to spend it. Fetterman, or not Fetterman, but uh, Dr. Oz spent something like 7 or $8 million of his own money, or maybe more, in his bid I for guess my, I guess my problem is that with all the... Uh, Leans against him. Whose money is former President Trump spending? What Doesn't leans? He owe millions of people he hasn't paid yet. What leans are against him? I'm not aware of lean, specific leans. I'm aware of investigations well, they, into his business well, practices, but I'm not aware of leans against any of his properties. Well, I, I believe there were some contractors in, in up in New York who are still looking to get paid for work they did. Uh, on his projects, that was my understanding. No, you may be or right. Or if they did, or if they didn't, if they settled and said, "Okay, we can't fight you long enough because we'll go bankrupt," they accepted you know pennies on the dollar in settlements. That has happened. I'm not arguing that point with you. That can, that's happened not just with Donald Trump, but with a lot of people. Uh, can you name another president who that's happened with? Yeah, Jefferson Davis. He lost all the Confederacy's money, and they sued him. <laughs> yeah, and he, he went running away dressed as a, a woman, too. So uh, um, all I know is um, uh, I'm wishing the Republican Party uh, a lot of, like, you guys are in for a lot of turmoil and so forth. And I've said on this show, and, and you, you said, too, uh, Joe, that you don't believe uh, President Trump, former President Trump's the best candidate for the Republicans. And I'll necessarily say that the, our current President Biden is will be the best pre, uh, candidate for the Repu uh, Democrats to come in 2024. So we're going to see how it goes. But what, what gets me is, um, time and again, you have a very rich person who uses his money to stay above the law and, and not answer things. There's still a lot of answers and a lot of things to be taken care of uh, for the uh, January 6th insurrection. And uh, even... Uh, Vice President or former Vice President uh, Pence said that uh, there's still a lot of answers there that, and I think still a lot of criminal charges possibly pending there. So I have a just a quick question for you, Eric, and this is my own out of my own curiosity. Uh, you have indicated you are not sure Biden would be the best uh, Democratic nominee for president, and many people share that. So just out of curiosity, can you name? Just give me two names, just out of curiosity, that you um, that you would like to see. A couple of names that you would like to see enter the Democratic uh, race for the uh, nomination. 
Well, I think, Steve, we need to let that up to the uh, the registered Democrats in this country. I think we should uh, announce, okay, let's have a primary. Let's see. Let's see who wants to run. Let's see who may have some new ideas, Eric. possibly ideas which aren't part of what uh, President Biden's agenda is. And let's put it out there. Well, wait, have, wait. have President Biden be part of that. That happened in, what, 76 when uh, when Reagan took on uh, uh, the existing uh, uh, President Trump, uh, President Ford, right? Eric. You know, I, I heard you say you worked for the government. My gosh, what a political answer you gave to my pretty simple question. I just want you, as I'm not saying you got to support him, you got to vote for him. Just give me a couple of names that should be. Uh, people maybe, you think would be better. Yeah, just, you know, conversation. Pretend we're sitting over a beer. <laughs> or several. Okay. Uh, I, I'm trying to get the name correct, but uh, the uh, woman senator from. Is it Wisconsin Kaldahar? I may have the name incorrect there. Uh, 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 Klobuchar? Was, was, Klobuchar. Klobuchar, yes. I, I think she would be a, a great candidate. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, my daughter, for what it's worth, uh, shares your uh, belief. Uh, Amy. Amy Klobuchar. Okay. Just yeah, curious. Yeah, Amy Klobuchar, that's it. Hmm? This morning, I thought it was interesting. They said that Donald Trump will be the only the second president had he won who would have non-consecutive terms. They didn't mention who the first president was. Do you know? I think it was Grover Cleveland. Grover, Grover right. Cleveland. Very good. Very good. All right. He <laughs> lost the first race because he had an illegitimate child, and the Republican said, uh, "Let's see, uh, Daddy or Mommy, Mommy, where's my paw?" <laughs> and the answer was, "Going to the White House." Ha ha ha. So Grover Cleveland, um, he also lied to the American public. He was a very sick man. At one point, he had cancer of the mouth that had to be treated. He went on a, his presidential yacht and had the treatments and the surgery in the middle of the Potomac River. <laughs> wow. I would – okay. And I know you're a, you are a, a valid historian, so I will uh, – and I guess it was mainly because of Teddy Roosevelt. He did not win the second time he ran. Is that correct? No. No. <laughs> no. No, that, that was – that that was uh, Henry, the big mean? guy. Uh, uh, the one who succeeded Taft. Teddy Roosevelt. Taft. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Taft. Taft. So if if that was uh, if Teddy Roosevelt run as a third party candidate as the Bull Moose Party, and President Trump does not get the Republican nomination and chooses, as I said yesterday, I think he probably will run as a third party candidate. That would be the Bull What Party. Well, I think I know where you're going with that, but we're out of time. Thank here, you, here. Eric. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. And we have a call pending. Dennis, hang on. We have to take a quick break to stay on schedule. And we'll be back with more of On the Mark on WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranham with Steve Kushloff. Lynn Hall's our producer. 1-800-795-9565 is the toll-free hotline number. You call that number. Lynn will talk to you, set you up on the program. And On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Dennis, thank you for your patience. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm listening to your conversation about Mr. Trump. I, I still find it amazing that even negatively, Trump still lives in everybody's mind. You, you know what I mean? Is in positive or negative, he's there. And the interesting thing I found that they're they're throwing all these vectors at him that oh well, these, the red wave didn't happen because of Trump. This didn't happen because of Trump. Did it ever occur to anybody? We have a former president named George W. Bush, who, if I believe correctly, was sort of a mediocre to okay president, but he was still a Republican. How comes he wasn't out back in any candidates? None. Where was Mr. Romney? Yes, he lost his election, but he's still a serving senator. <clears throat> Where are all these people in the Republican Party that should have had party first? No, because of their hatred of Trump. They don't even go out there and do anything. So, hmm. and then it's easy for them all to say, "Hey, it's Trump's fault." Dennis, well, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on that one because I think I think uh, George Bush made it perfectly clear that when he was no longer the president, he didn't feel it was appropriate for a past president to inject himself into politics, and he stayed above the fray, much like Jimmy Carter has done over the years. He's been supportive of both Democrats and Republican efforts to do things jointly, you know, but he has not been a partisan ex-president, and neither was Jimmy Carter, in my opinion. I mean, he kind of shot right down the middle. So, I don't see anything wrong with that. I I don't know that his endorsement would have carried any weight, even if he had made them, to be honest with you. Well, that's true. But, I mean, I look at it as party first. And, and, and it seems like that's not the case. Even with sitting senators now, very few of them came out to, you know, support the candidates that were running. Well, if it's, and, party, if it's party first, then Donald Trump has violated that rule himself because he was asked by many of the Republican Party officials not to make this announcement until after the Georgia runoff. Yes. Yes, I've heard that, but the, you know, he had his reasons. You also got to look at it. <clears throat> you cannot ditch tens of millions of people that are, make America great people. And, and this is it's a problem for both sides of this, you know, argument. That, you know, okay, you want Trump not to run, you want to indict him, you want to throw every legal thing at his feet and try to, you know, pull him down and stop him. You're also stopping the movement, tens of millions of people who are not going to throw their weight behind some other person at this point in time. So they need to deal with it right now. It doesn't mean he's going to win because he probably doesn't have enough votes to win at this point. But my, my point is, is that it's just so divided, even among the Republicans. You know, the rhinos are just not making any effort. All they can do is, there's Romney. He's calling Trump an albatross. Well, what party is he serving? What people is he serving then? You know, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. The Democrats did pull out their big guns. Hey, even Mr. Obama got out there on the trail to help his people. Well, and look so at Mr. Look at Mr. Trump calling Governor DeSantis Ron DeSanctimonious. How does well, that fit into your equation, Dennis? Well, with that whole thing and how Ron and you know um, DeSantis handled that, he says it's just background music now. They know that Trump helped to get him elected all the way along, and Trump supports him. He throws these crazy invectives out there sometimes, and I get that. It's wrong, but everyone sort of says that's Trump. DeSantis knows full well, and they, it, 
a lot of that's being hyped by the media. Just throw another invective out there. Another, you know, let's throw another wedge. Any place we can throw a wedge, let's throw it. it it's amazing that they want America divided the way they do, and that's the ultimate bottom line in my book, you know. Well, so, looking at it analytically, if I had lost the popular vote, by seven million votes, and 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 whether you want to argue about whether or not he won the uh, electoral college, or could have won it, right. or should have won it, seven million votes is a pretty large number. Probably not crooked, despite his assurances that it was. But if I had lost by that margin, I think maybe I would have said, "Okay, the American people are trying to tell me something." Now, I would I would like to think that I would re- either reinvent myself or I would bow off the stage and accept yeah. the judgment of the American people. But Trump has done neither. I saw nothing nothing in him that inter- indicates he has any introspection, that he even considers himself at fault for any of his own troubles. Well, I, I, you know, we could argue probably all day about that. I mean, I can point out examples. I don't have time to sit here and do that. But on the other hand, he has his reasons, and he has his supporters who support him 100% for those reasons. So, again... You know, you, you can't keep dividing America, and you, you're certainly never going to win anything for the next maybe how many elections if you, you know, stop Magna in its tracks right now. It's just not going to happen. Those people are going to be disillusioned, which most of us are anyway to begin with. So. I, there's different ways of looking at it, you know. Yeah. So. I'm not going to argue with you. You're right. There are different ways of looking at it. I, I would like to think, you know, and I've been called a rhino in this show because I, I speak out against some elements of President Trump that I don't like. I loved his right. policies. I'd be happy to vote for his policies any day of the week um, yeah. without, without question, without equivocation. You give me his policies without him, and I'm in. But, you know, he did not behave, in my opinion, in a manner consistent with what I'd like to see from a president of the United States. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, And, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I agree with you, Joe. You absolutely have that opinion. That's what makes us work. It isn't a constant argument against each other because, you know, that doesn't solve nothing half the time. I did watch his full speech last night, and I must say, he was direct. He was not lamenting or bemoaning the, the, the 2020 election loss at all. He just talked about doing something in the future with elections to make them secure so the American people accept it, which right. many aren't accepting. So I think he there was a different demeanor last night. Of course, he was in front of a crowd that were all his supporters and his residents. So, you know, you can always look at it that way. So, <laughs> so. Right. Well, he wouldn't be the first politician to speak to a room full of friends. Joe Biden did that during the entire campaign. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time. Hey, was- anytime. Always glad to talk to you, Dennis. Thanks so much for calling. So it is. Right. Take care. It, it's not just the media that is perhaps uh, taking sides regarding the Republicans. Here's a uh, senator, Senator Cynthia Loomis, I believe maybe her name is pronounced, uh, very conservative from out in Wyoming. She was asked if uh, she would endorse Donald Trump in 2024. She said, that's the wrong question. She said, because Ron DeSantis is the leader of the Republican Party. So it's not just the media that's uh, looking at different candidates for the Republican presidential nomination. Here's a uh, Republican senator 
who says, hey, no, it's not Trump, it's Ron DeSantis. If Donald Trump could change himself, if he could substantially change his personality to become more acceptive, less have, having to beat somebody over the head who does anything he doesn't like or says something he doesn't like, you know, if he had a thicker skin, maybe, you know, the people wouldn't feel this way about him. Well, sure. If he goes down to Georgia and he campaigns hard for Herschel Walker and Herschel Walker goes across the finish line and wins, then I would say Donald Trump has taken a step toward redemption. But if he goes down there and all he does is talk about how Georgia's election was stolen from him the last time, if they bring charges against him for calling and saying, can you find me 11,000 votes, you know, then then we're going to have a different dynamic in this race, and it, it, it could get ugly. Right. And, you know, yourself, there were people in the Republican Party uh, that really, as Dennis said, wanted him to hold off. Right. Uh, I wanted him to hold off. <laughs> and now, let me ask you, why did you want him to hold off? Because I was afraid he'd go down there and, and air all of his old grievances and do the same thing he did. I mean, he cost the Republican Party, the United States Senate, when he went down there, when they had two shots, all they needed was one win out of two shots, and Donald Trump blew it out of the water. In my opinion. My opinion. Hey, I agree with everything you say. You <laughs> I know, know that, you, Joe. No, you don't. <laughs> We're going to take a break for the news. We invite you to call us, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We'll be back with more on WKOK Sunbury. by Liberty Mutual Insurance. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you, and welcome back to On the Mark. I'm here with Steve Kushaloff, our producer's Lynn Hall. We have an open phones day, 1-800-795-9565, talking about the Donald's big announcement last night and how Steve and other Democrats are just jumping for joy over this big announcement. We invite your comments, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned deal since 1915, selling more cars, satisfying more clients for well over 100 years. 4th Street and Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. you got a service need, they're the folks to see. And they service all sizes of trucks, too. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Visit them on the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Get your uh, service on vehicle, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. And we have some news headlines this morning, if I can figure out what I did with them, and I think they're stuck here at the bottom of the page. Here they are. I knew I'd find them sooner or later. A man from Easton is dead after a crash outside Danville last night, just before 7 o'clock. Mahoning Township Police say the unidentified man was driving a commercial vehicle on Route 11 in Mahoning Township when he lost control due to the winter weather and road conditions. He crashed into an embankment and came to rest in a ditch. The man was ejected from the vehicle and later pronounced dead at Geisinger Medical Center after that Montour County crash. In 2026, 
Evangelical Community Hospital will celebrate its 100th anniversary. The reason it's lasted this long? The decades of ongoing community support. That led to a creation of an inaugural Evangelical Honors the Community event held yesterday at the Rusty Rail Brewing Company in Mifflinburg. The awards included the first-ever Lifetime Achievement Award given to 55-year board member Jim Apple. That means he's been serving the hospital 57% of the time it's been open. Charges are going to court against the Sunbury man who allegedly posed as a firefighter and revealed the deaths of two individuals to family members. The Daily Item reports the 39-year-old Michael Staw faces felony risking a catastrophe and theft, as well as misdemeanor charges of impersonating a public servant. Police say they were made aware of the incident at the scene of an October deadly fire in the 300 block of Walnut Street in Sunbury. While firefighters were battling the blaze, officers said they saw saw Stahl at the scene. Later in the evening, one of the fire captains approached Corporal Brad Slack of the Sunbury Police Department and told him that Stahl was not a member of any fire department and that he had no fire training. During the investigation, police said they discovered Stahl had removed the fire gear, gear from the Sunbury Steam Engine Fire Company, arrived at the scene of the fire, and began assisting in running fire hoses and cha- changing line, charging lines. Rather, Stahl has denied the charges, said he is an active firefighter, and that he never spoke to the family of the victims. That one will play out in court. That's our look at the news headlines this morning. We're back with On the Mark. Our phone lines are open. Give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. One of our emailers says, Is the Republican Party still paying millions in Trump's legal bills? They announced in July they would stop paying them if he announced he was running. We will see. Well, he just announced last night, so I doubt that they've taken any action between then and now. Right. Uh, this morning's column by uh, Mark Thyssen, who you claimed to never have read, which I can't believe. Um, so you said. Right. So one of the points he makes is, he says, the share of Republicans favoring Trump in 2024 mm-hmm. has declined from 78% in October 2021 to just 35% this month. So that's kind of interesting. Um, You know, many people, a good friend of mine, for instance, they, Democrats and Republicans, are just so sure that all Trump had to do was say he's going to run and bingo, bango, he's going to get the nomination. Well, this guy says, uh, according to you know these numbers here, maybe not. Well, George Will's not a big fan either. No, in fact, I was just reading George Will's uh, column, you know, in the Post. I, you know, there was a time when George Will was a was well respected among Republicans, but I, at this point, George Will is too smart, too intelligent for Republicans. So I'm sure he is discredited. Uh, He's a great writer. I always remember his his uh, discussion of the movie uh, E.T. He said E.T. looked like a stump with a secret sorrow. Well put. <laughs> yeah, and a good friend of mine, uh, a Republican, as it happens to be, says. He he, he thinks George Will is a good writer, but he can't sit down and read George Will unless he has his dictionary sitting by his side. There's some truth to that, um, too. But George Will makes you think. You know, oh, I don't sure. always agree with him, but he does make you think. Oh, yeah. Dan, you're on the mark from New Berlin. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, accusations don't equal guilt. If all the accusations they put against Trump for these last six, seven years... They haven't done. They haven't proven a thing. 
Trump's still in there. He's going to run again. And, you know, how it, even, his, like you brought up his, the Republicans, hey, that establishment Republican group never were for Trump. They weren't for Trump the first time, and they're, that group's still going to be out there. And only we, the people out here, trying to have a better life, love America, we're the ones that support Trump. But, and, uh, Dan, are there, are, are there enough of you to uh, win the nomination for uh, Donald Trump? I think so. So far, now I don't. That'll work itself out once uh, they get other people out there. But as it stands right now, I can't think of anybody else that could run this country the way Trump did. Now there may be someone out there I'm missing, but right now I don't see who it would be. Well, how about Ron DeSantis? He would be, he, it's possible, but I, I don't know. I think the Santa's time is coming, but I think it's Trump's time. No, and well. then maybe DeSantis, someone to follow up in his footsteps. If, but the thing is, right now, the damage that's been done in these last two years, all It'll take Trump four years. We may not even get back to where we were when Trump left office. Well, he, assured us, he, assured us, he assured us that we would. I hope he can. He, he, he I, don't think he's, I don't think he's going to get the chance, Dan. I think there's too much baggage attached to his posterior that he's dragging through the through the uh, Republican Party. You know, uh, one of our emailers said, and I, I just saw this one while you were talking. It's uh, from Carol. She says, I voted for Trump both times, but it's time for Trump to fade away like General MacArthur. I'm hopeful that DeSantis runs. I mean, don't you think that Donald Trump has trod his hour upon the boards, as Shakespeare would say, and it's time for him to back off? No. Oh, I, right. <laughs> I think the size that there's so much stuff happened there that Trump, this thing, now, this thing, if, if Trump would have been left to win like he did, think of where our country would be right now. Like you think did. about it. Here's Mark's alarm. Beep. What Trump mean? lost. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of, again, there's parts of the Republican Party love to say that. But Trump, again, I have to repeat, Trump had his thousands and thousands. Biden had a couple hundred at the most. What are you talking about? And you can't tell me. I don't know. Someone that ran like that lost the election. Are you talking about There's his no rallies? He's talking about his rallies. Is that what you're yeah, talking Trump, about? Yeah. Trump had support. And you listen to this radio station, this microcosm of America. How many people here turned against Trump? On, on this call show, how many? Not many. 
Not a, maybe not any. And, where, and, and they were you, never Trump people to begin with, the ones that talk negative yeah, Dan, but about where, him and wouldn't support him again. Right. Where do we live, Dan? What's the political <laughs> makeup of this area? I mean, I don't have I don't have a lot of Democratic friends because there ain't a lot of Democrats living here in central Pennsylvania. So let's take that into account. Yeah, well, go to Lewisburg. <laughs> Boy, I, <sighs> Utopia. I drove through <laughs> Lewisburg there. I had a friend with me from over in another county. He said, what in the world's the matter with these people, all the Fetterman and Shapiro? I said, this is a different, this is different. I said, this is what I call liberal haven. Thank you. The point that you're making, though, Dan, you're arguing against yourself. The fact is, this is not a microcosm of the United States of America. This area is heavily conservative, and it's considered to be heavily conservative by everybody in both parties and across the state. That's all right. I think I'm thankful to our heavenly Father. We are conservative, but not everybody is. Look at Lewisburg. We used remember the. Some people used to call your show and call them the, the Lewisburg Liberal Group there. That's because of the university and, that you know, and look what happened in State College area. Center County went blue, uh, which propped the people out in the country are red, but because of the university, it turned turned the whole county blue. But anyway... Trump's back. Trump never left, and he's not an establishment candidate. The swamp is out to to drown him, and they couldn't do it. The establishment wanted to do him in. They couldn't do it, but Trump can do it. Trump Trump will win if he runs in the 224 if we have fair elections okay, that's this always is the key Dan that's always the caveat well I would have won if the elections had been fair hey listen we got to move on thanks Dan appreciate your call but I mean that's what people say oh if the elections have been fair I would have won well hopefully hopefully we are moving away from that uh, type of response to elections well you know it's funny because and and on a much smaller scale I've run for office I've been on the ballot maybe 10, 12, 11 times in my life. I've won every one of them. But if I had lost, I would have accepted the fact that I lost. I was cheerfully enough, uh, cheerful enough to accept the fact I won. Yeah, I know. But, if I mean, if I lost, I lost. And I think that, you know, if you can't accept the fact that you're going to lose an election, you should never get in in oh, the first place. Goodness. Yeah. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work if you, you say, oh, well, I was, st- was stolen from me. Well, I think Donald Trump thinks it was stolen from him. I don't know but- if he really <laughs> thinks it or not, but he he cannot accept uh, losing, and so he's got to come up with something. Somebody else has to be at fault. That's yeah. a narcissist. Al, you're on the mark. Good morning. Oh, here we go with narcissists. I'm not one, I hope. But anyways, I'm, thanks for taking my call, and... Uh, it's that word's been thrown around in my personal life here for a little bit. <laughs> okay, but anyways, uh, it's not a nice word. It's not a nice word. It causes problems, uh, and they've been a lot of problems with Trump for six years. Now, when he makes this announcement, it looks like he's going to be around for another six years. 
I mean, he's going to be campaigning for two, and then he'll be president for another four. So you and think that's a good thing? That's okay. a good thing. If he did, now, let me finish. If he does become president, it's a good thing because besides his personality, he had um, the two guys that are giving us trouble right now, Russia and China. He had those guys under control, and the other little guy he had under control, and that was just his nature. He doesn't like to lose. He hates to lose, and we need we cannot afford to lose as a nation. And um, he just wants, you know, a, an agenda finished. I don't think it's all about him. He wants to become greater right now than the United States ever was, because we need it right now. But Alan, you we don't do have re- anybody with that kind of experience. Alan, you do realize he's got the world experience right now dealing with Putin. He's got the world experience of dealing with China. And it would be better than sooner, better than later, that he gets back in there and deals with this. What's going on? Because Ukraine would not have happened if he would have been president. Al, you, Taiwan Al, would be getting armed. Al, you do realize, don't you, that this country is divided, and that while you say that the, the majority of people are going to be glad that Trump's well, back divided in, divided because of the press. People are going to if be. You look at the facts. <laughs> no, you look no, at the no. facts and how rough it is right now. How rough it is right now with the oil and everything else and turmoil in the world, what would you rather have? Well, what are my options? Give me my options. The President Trump stayed in, no, nobody ever attacked in Ukraine. Well, I agree with you. I don't think that a lot of bad things would have happened if Donald Trump had been what elected. What would you rather have? I would rather have a president who espouses Donald Trump's policies well, without his... Do you his... want personality, or do you want somebody that's tough enough to stand up on the world stage and have them wondering what I want both. What, uh, we, I want what's going to happen I, if Al, we do this? Because Al, you know, when as soon as he got in, you know what he did. Al, Al, I want both. I think we've had it before. We've had presidents who have been tough and have been able to handle the the, the give and take, like John Kennedy. Didn't agree with everything John Kennedy did. I think he was a tough president. He stood up to Khrushchev. He did his job. He, he backed the Russians down in the Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis. Yet he didn't feel the need to attack everybody who said anything against him. He had a sense of humor. So I want, Al, in answer to your question, I want both. Oh, well, uh, Kennedy had a lot of help. Kennedy had a lot of help, and Trump hasn't had a whole lot of help. If Trump would have had a whole lot of help, that a lot more would have gotten done. And he went, I'm telling you, I don't know what the sanctimonious was about. He does say things, I'm like, I'm like oh, shit, why did he say that? You know, why, you know. But anyways, I take it as a backhand compliment. He came out, and he also, before he said the sanctimonious, he says he voted for it. I mean, he's glad he's the governor and he's doing a great job. Yeah, I voted for De Sanctimonious. And, you know, it's like a backhanded comment in my book. Uh, and I think DeSantis ought to be happy to have an ex-president living in uh, the state that's doing one of the best jobs in the country. And they ought to get together a little bit more. But, you know, him saying that doesn't help. I understand that. But he's looking at him as a threat. And yeah. that's how he starts and deals with threats. Okay, fair enough. If that's what you think, you're entitled to your opinion. And he's a world leader right now. I mean, and 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 I think the United States ought to suck it up and just put him in there for the world's sake, not for our sake, for the sake of the world right now. Because he, he like I said, he can deal with them on that stage, and I think they would start shaking in their boots as soon as we backed him. 
All right. Thank you, Al. Appreciate your comments. Hey, we got to take a quick break, folks. We stay on schedule. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. The hotlines are open. Give us a call or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGran and Steve Kushloff. Lynn Hall's our producer of the show, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Rob brings up an interesting point. One of our emailers, he says, Good morning, Joe and Steve. Do you think that the Democratic Party will use money donated to support Trump's run for president, much like they did to support weak Republicans in the primaries? There is a very good question. Yeah, I'm not... Let me make sure I understand it. Well, so, let me give you the, the example. Uh, Governor-elect Shapiro spent money in the primary supporting Mastriano because they believed he would be an easier candidate to beat. Well documented. Right. Yeah, that, no doubt about it. But, you know, he also has said that these MAGA people were a threat to the country, and yet there they are spending money trying to get them on the ballot. C'est la vie. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is hypocrisy. That's oh, what's wrong with you know, it. Joe, you do understand the word hypocrisy. Yeah, you you're know, a threat to you're a threat to our democracy. But I'm going to spend some money to try and get you on the ballot so I can beat you. You know, I'm going to tell you because we don't have any calls. I put that whole thing you just threw out there in the same bucket as baseball, which has now decided to eliminate, forbid defensive shifts. I mean. The rules say you could put the baseball, if you're the manager, you could put your ball players anywhere you want. You could put them all on the pitcher's mound if you want. But all of a sudden, Major League Baseball says, no, we don't like that. It's not right. And so we're going to do away with it. You know. I'm afraid the analogy is lost on well, me. I'm not the, a baseball fan. Uh, the, you know, the analogy, the, the analogy is you may not like the idea of Democrats using money to support MAGA candidates. You might say it's hypocritical. You might say anything you want. Well, when they call them a threat to democracy... Yeah. Because this was a way of defeating MAGA candidates, so the, so when the, so the two things go hand in uh, hand. Sorry, no, no, come on, you, you've got to admit the hypocrisy here. You can't get away with it that nope, easy. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Because if they had let the Republicans decide on their own, if they had not spent that money trying to influence a bad candidate on the ballot, they might have gotten a good candidate who would have debated the issues with them, and then they would have lost on the merits. Oh, for heaven's sake, Joe! That's the truth, Steve. About, Wake up, smell the coffee, buddy. <laughs> it's about. It's about. It's about. It's about power, and it's about winning, and it, from both sides, all sides. I mean, I was just talking to a guy who got elected mayor ten different times, so he ought to know something about winning elections, Mayor McGranahan. No, not ten times as mayor. I've, six of them were council. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
you know, because there was a lot of conjecture, a lot of talk among the uh, people on the analysts on TV that that whole thing might have blown up in the Democrats' face. It uh, might have, but it didn't. All so right. you know, you do. But stop for a minute. Suppose Mastriano. Suppose he hadn't spent that money. Yeah. On uh, pu- plugging Mastriano's candidacy, and suppose Lou Barletta had won the primary. It would have been a different race. Do you think Lou Barletta would have lost by as much as Mastriano did? Do you think that Lou Barletta might have even won? That isn't even the point. The it point is, is the point. It's exactly the point. No, the, the Democrats wanted weak candidates on the Republican side and spent money trying to influence it. Well, we're while not at the agree same on that. while at the same time claiming that the Republicans, uh, the specific Republican candidates, were a threat to democracy. Right. That's they, hypocrisy, no. brother. Here's the thing, Joe. Try to connect point A and point B. Instead, what I'll you do are, my best. Yes, what you're trying to do is connect point A to some unicorn out there in the universe. The Democrat says we got to defeat this guy because he's a threat to society. We got to defeat him. What's the best way within the rules? What's the best way to do that? I know we'll actually spend money to support the guy, and this will get him so well known, people will vote for him, and then we can run against this bad candidate in the general election. Or if you were a decent human being, you would say, let me finish. If you were a decent human being, you would say, we can't have this guy on the ballot because what if he gets elected? What if I drop dead and they vote for him. I need somebody who's going to be a reasonable person and who will stand up for our country and our state. And so I'm, if I'm, I'm either going to stay out of it or I'm going to support the reasonable candidate. Joe, That's what you would do if you were not a hypocrite. Okay, so I, you know, I'm not going to accept that, but I am going to stop talking about it because <laughs> one of our former uh, callers brought up about the world stage and Donald Trump. And yesterday, one of us, not me threw a load of hogwash out there about uh, President Biden's trip to China, saying that all you had to do was look on the face of Xi Jinping, and you could see that he wanted nothing to do with Joe Biden, that he thinks Joe Biden is a bum, is no good. Well, I went That's to... That's not what I said. Well, it was pretty close. I was reading a news story. Yeah. So I went to a source that even you will find unimpeachable. If you want to guess what it might be, Ladies Home Journal. Very good. Wall Street Journal. You know, I would think a good Republican like you would worship the Wall Street Journal. They said the meeting between Biden and Mr. Uh, Jinping stretched over three hours, covered over covered all the issues, and the meeting largely accomplished what the two sides set out to achieve, which was... They simply want to restore dialogue between the two powers, and they want to bring some stability to this relationship that has deteriorated to its lowest point since the 1970s. And beyond that, Joe, beyond that, because the eye doesn't lie, uh, they actually showed a video. They showed a little video of the meeting. And here was Xi Jinping standing on the stage... Here comes Biden out to greet him. His the, hand outstretched in supplication. The two men shake hands, very uh, strong handshake. And I will say Xi Jinping did not smile. But they showed a photo of Xi Jinping meeting with Vladimir Putin at some point. And he wasn't smiling then either. It's like I said yesterday. Xi Jinping is not a guy who does do very much smiling. However... When they showed the public meeting between Biden and uh, Xi Jinping, they were talking, they were both smiling, 
And um, Xi Jinping said, I look forward to working with you to bring China-U.S. relations back on the track of healthy and stable development. But during this meeting, Joe Biden didn't mention their theft of intellectual property. He didn't mention the fentanyl crisis. He didn't mention human rights in China. Didn't mention any of those things. So if I'm going to have a tough meeting with you, I've got to bring up tough subjects. I can't just say, well, what can we agree on? We can agree on motherhood. We can agree on flowers being nice to have around the house. We can agree on good television programs. But that's not what he was talking about. Right. I get your point, Joe. The The point is, uh, this was the first time since the two men have been president, because they have met in person, but this was the first time they have met... as as presidents. And so, uh, to a great degree, Biden is trying to lay the groundwork, number one. Number two, uh, we don't know what was said in meetings between their aides. Uh, we don't know if they... There have, haven't been meetings between their aides. That's well, one of the criticisms, that there wasn't enough groundwork laid for this. There is no deliverable that's coming out of here. No announcement not. of a big treaty, no, no announcement of a breakthrough agreement of no. any type. And maybe you don't... Maybe that's what... That is not what is needed. Because... Uh, to hearken back to the past, even when your hero, uh, Mr. Trump, met with uh, the little Not rocket my hero. man. Well, you always t- say that. But, uh, you know, it's like I would always say to a woman, your eye, your voice says no, no, but your eyes say yes, yes. Well, that could get you in a lot of trouble. Yes, it could. I've probably been turned off the air in a lot of homes right now. Be that as it may, when uh, Trump met with uh, the, the fellow from North Korea, there was no, uh, I don't believe... There King Jong-un. Thank you. There were no uh, hard and fast treaties, etc., that came after that. Uh, Donald Trump simply came back to America and said, we now have a, but he did a love affair. He did something historic, and you won't even concede it. What's Donald that? Trump walked across the border into North Korea and shook hands with with him. Okay. And during his time, he wasn't firing off rockets into the Sea of Japan. You know, I... That I'm going to have to check out because well, I think check it out. You will, will find it's true because I believe between the time that Trump and the guy met and the time that Trump left office, I believe there were some North Korea uh, exercises. But uh, you know, for the time being, uh, I'll simply say I'll check that out. Bill from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark this morning. Hey, uh, just to let you know, your uh, sidekick there is like spitting in the wind. He uh, he don't make no sense. He's just like, he's, he's spouting off like AOC or uh, uh, Feinstein that's like has dementia. What do you mean? Sleeping Joe. Give me, what, what, you, give have, me a... you have no clue. You have no clue what's going on on the world level. Okay. Tell me. Tell you know, us. you got to remember, China was number one, uh, number eight when Obama went in in world currency, and they were number one when Obama left. When, when, uh, when Trump left, they were back down around number eight. Now that uh, uh, Biden's back in, they're number one. No. So uh, it's right there. It's all. It's, it, it's about. It's about uh, balancing out everything and looking out for the United States. So you, you don't have a clue, man. You don't have a clue. Some some crazy things have happened in China that uh, they are not the power that they used to be. One thing, one reason. Yeah, they're setting themselves up, though. You can't see the writing on the wall. They're setting, they're, they're buying uh, land all around Africa. They're buying land all around South America. They already the Panama the Panama Canal on both sides. 
and yeah. they already own San Francisco Bay. And they're buying land near American military bases, too, here in this country. Amen. And Not uh, counting the farmland. Yeah, and from the article that I mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, uh, they say that uh, China's economic growth has been throttled. In other words, really taking a hit uh, for a couple of COVID reasons. COVID hit everybody. COVID hit everybody, bud. COVID hit everybody, all right? But the, the fact of the matter is when everything's up and running... We have nothing. We have nothing. And you don't understand that, and Trump put us in that position. The other point is, if uh, if things were so great between Trump and China, then why would uh, China now be talking about trying to bring U.S.-American relations back on the track of healthy and stable development? You know, China recognizes that things between the U.S. and China are not very good right now. And so China, working with a real president like Joe Biden, wants to bring things back. Yeah, well, where, where, how do you come up with that? I'm just telling you, that's what they, that's what they said. Uh, Xi Jinping said he wants to bring uh, China-U.S. relations back on the track of healthy and stable development. You know, and... Uh, all the times that uh, Donald Trump uh, went to uh, Russia and met with Russia and uh, came in for some criticism, uh, the response from the other side of the aisle was always, isn't it a good thing if we're talking to Russia? Isn't it a good thing if we're talking to North Korea? Well, here's Biden. Isn't it a good thing that we're talking but you to guys China? But you guys didn't feel that way when it was Trump. You That's said, oh, he's, he's cozying up to these dictators. Be that as it may, I'm just using that as an example. It's like, come on, guys, let's try to show some consistency. All right, Bill, we'll give you the final word. Go ahead, sir. You still with us, Bill? Did I? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Bill. Uh, go, go ahead. They spent a day or two down in uh, the Jewish uh, Holocaust Museum, right? And part of their tour is to show them how you know, the coup runs everything, how they don't, how they can't follow into the coup. And this is what happened with Germany, right? The FBI is in with the coup, and they're coming after us, and, 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 and the IRS hiring eighty thousand people. With a SR-18 that allowed to carry guns, they doubled, they're doubling their uh, IRS to come after us. And, and the cancel culture, you can't see that? Well, I can now, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think you offended Bill. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we have a caller pending, and we have several emails, but we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushloff. Lynn Hall's our producer, and we have a caller who doesn't want to give her name. Good morning, the anonymous caller. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. And you? Uh, hey, Google. You'll, you'll have to turn your radio down because there's a delay, okay. and you won't, you won't be able to oh, have a okay. conversation with us. Hey, Google, go to number five, volume. <laughs> Mr. McGranahan. Yes? I'm a very strong woman, and I am a woman, and I'm a United States citizen. Okay. And I'm an elderly woman, and I want to know when you little boys get on with talk back, and, and you're on the mark. Mark is more so than you are. When a topic comes up and it doesn't suit you, I'm going to take my ball and I'm going back home to mommy, and you cut them off. 
What's the matter? Why did you do that? Who did I cut off? I didn't cut anybody off. Oh, well, you didn't personally today. I am speaking from past experience. Well, let me tell you that I don't run the controls in this program 99% of the time. Mark Lawrence runs the controls. I'm here. That's, that's yes. And it's very unfortunate that today I decided to call, and it was you instead of Mark Lawrence. Okay. Uh, is he old enough to, to retire? <laughs> Well, you know, we, we, the, the problem is when we cut somebody off, we have usually given them more than a, the amount of time we say we will. There are other callers waiting, or we have a commercial break we have to take. It's not just, I've never heard Mark, uh, maybe once Mark cut somebody off because he thought they were getting too aggressive or too angry, but never just because they're saying something he didn't like. Uh, I've been listening to this for quite a while, darling, and I know he, he, he does that. And I just wanted to state a fact that I'm a woman. I'm right forward. I say it to your face. Okay. I don't play games. And then you, Mark, beats around the bush and plays Mickey Mouse games with people. And when they get the better of him, then all of a sudden a commercial time. And, and why don't he retire? You're doing a good job. I haven't heard you do that yet. Give You're me- his friend. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I have. If, okay. if somebody called in, was I know offensive. you don't. I know I'm not being secretive. I know you don't know my name, but I'll tell you something else. Okay. I wasn't born yesterday. With all the electronics, that dude that just answered my phone probably has my name now. I am not ashamed of being a strong, forward, honest woman. Well, but the, I wish everybody was that way. The dude who answered your call was a strong, forward, straightforward woman wasn't a dude. <laughs> there was two of them answered. One was a man. Okay, well, that was me. That was Lynn Hall. No, 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 prior to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, darling, All like right. I told him, I've got a lot of mileage under my belt. you got to do some fast running to catch up to me. So... <laughs> Listen, you take care of hey, the my, and my, At my age, dear, I'm not even going to try and catch up with you. <laughs> I'm sure no, I could because couldn't. I'm way beyond you. <laughs> way beyond you, and that's a fact. <laughs> but, uh, no, have Mark stop taking his little ball and running home to Mama. All right, when Mark gets back, I'll pass that on to him. Yes, if you're a good friend, you will do that. I will do it. You know? Hey, I will it's do been it. a pleasure talking with you. Nice to talk so to you, too. Enjoy the day, and uh, come on, let's keep this ball rolling, all, all right. right? Thank you. Have a good one, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> take care. All right, well, we heard from a United States citizen. What time is it? Do I have to take a break, 10 of? Yeah, we got Yeah, minutes. well, we can take a We have a call. Joe, we'll go to you first. Joe from Sunbury, you're on the mark. All right, thanks. Uh, going to be hard to follow that one. And, uh, I hope she calls back, though, because the one time, maybe you don't remember, but uh, it was a Friday, and uh, Mark got a like an email from uh, uh, just uh, someone and said about uh, the gong show, and Joseph called in, and Joseph started uh, to make his point, and Mark just did shut him off because it was a religious point, but sometimes you allow that and sometimes you don't. But, but it depends. I remember that one in particular. It was quite bizarre. Joe, it depends. So, uh, it de- Joe, let me, let me explain that to you. It depends on whether or not sometimes there is a religious element to an item we discuss, I, that I, it's in the news, and then it's okay. But for people to just right. call in and start uh, protestizing, that's not okay. 
Mark Mark made it out, and it was funny, and it was the Gong Show, and he he did cut Joe off, Joseph off before he really even had a chance. So I, I know it was a Friday. Ben was there, I think, uh, and uh, someone wrote an email or a, a text about it. But uh, yeah. just you know, just a, a a memory. It was very different, you know, and not it was just kind of different. So anyhow, uh, one thing I wanted to clean up was Amy Klobuchar is not from Wisconsin. She's from uh, Minnesota, which uh, That's right. they, and uh, the good people of Wisconsin would never vote her, and they they uh, seen through uh, Liz Cheney and voted her out quickly because of what she is. Whoa, whoa, not, whoa, whoa! Not even, not Liz. even a uh, Republican. Uh, go ahead, but uh, so I, I really wanted to get to something else about no, Al. No, wait, uh, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. All, I only want to say you just corrected. Joe McGranahan for saying that Amy Klobuchar was no, from Wisconsin. I who, no, the guy who called in, Eric called Whatever. in and said no, it was I, Wisconsin. I didn't say anything of the sort. Liz Cheney No, no is Eric not. said she was with, from Wisconsin, and and I just kind of remembered that at the time it was wrong, and I thought it was uh, Minnesota, because just, those people will elect uh, Omar, and uh, I mean... The people from Wisconsin, or Wyoming. I, I said Wisconsin, there we but go. it's Wyoming. There we go. Okay. Go ahead. Now, what else did you want to bring up, Joe? Sorry about that. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, even she wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, my, my fault. I, I don't know. I, 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 it was just a little. No biggie. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. What else did you want to bring up? It is Wyoming, else. and I knew it was uh, Liz Cheney's <laughs> spot, but I said Wisconsin. Get, well, I'm uh, getting up there. I'm not as old as your previous caller, I don't think, but I hope she calls back. <laughs> and I encourage her to call back. But I did want to get to Al's. Uh, Call and uh, that uh, I know I'm going to be running now, but uh, Joe said he would like a. It, Al gave him a choice, and he'd like someone like John Kennedy. And let's just, uh, Joe, I, I know you're a, a historian, and but the Illinois electoral vote, uh, you you're familiar with that with the Kennedy sure. uh, election. Yeah, some question about. Uh, I always remember that his father said, or John Kennedy joked that his father told him not to buy any more votes than he absolutely needed. Right. So, yeah, it's very suspicious, uh, just like you have in the 2020 or 2016 election. You have the same thing. Then then you have the Marilyn Monroe affair with, uh, you know, and probably his brother, uh, Robert Kennedy, had an affair with her, too. That That's... Uh, he appointed his brother, you know, the attorney general. Right. And, and but, even the uh, deportation of... Um, I, I believe it was a woman that he accused... Or they accused of being a... a German spy at the time, and not not that that was ever proven either way, but he had her deported, which was uh, using his power. So I think you you might get your uh, wish and have a, 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 a president like John Kennedy coming up. So well, I was talking, and, and about... then I, the other day I was going to call about uh, uh, you said about how you thought Franklin Roosevelt was such a good. Uh, great uh, president, but two things that really stick with me with Roosevelt is, during the uh, maybe it was the run-up, I'm not sure the year of the, the war, our involvement that he wouldn't allow Jew, Jews uh, that were running from Europe to be uh, become, even to land uh, in the United You're States. You're talking about that famous ship that uh, left uh, Germany with a, a shipload right. of Jews and it wound up having to go back and then they all wound up, most of them wound up dead. Yeah, that right. was not so one of our finest moments. No, and then the internment of uh, the Japanese also. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really, probably don't have time for discussion, but I did want to bring that up in the point that I think you might get, you didn't like, not that you didn't like Trump, you explained it quite well, 
that, about policy and uh, personality. Well, those two men right there who were presidents, and you like them both, they have policy and personal, personal problems. But like all, okay. but like all people, they're flawed human beings. Everybody, right. everybody we ever had as president had some skeleton in their closet. You don't, you 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 do uh, uh, shy away from uh, Trump. Uh, I realize that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you would vote in twenty twenty four for Biden or Trump. I'm not even putting it out there. But I, I'm just wondering on my own because it's too far away for one thing that I'm not even going to ask you. That I said it. Well, in I'll my answer, own mind, I'll, I, I'll I answer it. Wonder if I'll answer it. I'll answer it because we've got to go. If it were Biden and Trump, I'd be voting for Trump. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, we got to move on, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate your call. We've got to take a quick break. We have a call pending. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrand, and with Steve Kushloff, Lynn Hall's our producer. We might have time for one more call after this one. Chris, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Yes. Uh, I don't think there was any hypocrisy in uh, the Pennsylvania race about Mastriano's uh, ads that the Democrats put on. They put on the same ad after he was nominated. They said he was the Trumpiest of the candidates, and he was the way too extreme for conservative for Pennsylvania. And they put the identical ad on after he got got uh, the nomination. So I don't really see, to see just because uh, uh, Republican voters thought that was a compliment and wanted to vote for him because of that that's their business that's not uh, that's there's no hypocrisy involved he was telling them what they were what Mastriano was and it made them decide to vote for him maybe i don't think that was really the reason though but if you believe some anyway. if you believe somebody is a threat to democracy why would you even want them on the ballot to have a chance to get elected because uh, they'd win the race i guess but it, the ad, there was nothing There was no hypocrisy in the ad because they said that they aired the exact same commercials. But you after know what? The race. Uh, you're a smart guy, Chris. You know what the point was. They were trying to yeah, tell and Republicans. I also know how much Republicans have interfered in Democratic elections, uh, trying to create friction between uh, uh, Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders going all the way back to uh, what they did. Uh, the guy from Maine uh, ran against, uh, was running against uh, McCutton uh-huh. in, in 72. 
I have to think who that is. Chris, I'm sorry, we're out of time on the show. Mark is still on vacation. We'll be tomorrow. Steve and I'll be back to do battle. Lynn Hall, will you be our producer tomorrow? Don't know. Well, show up. Somebody will be here. Thanks so much for listening to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGran and Steve Kushaloff. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.